continuing with our practice, our cultivation of the Dhamma. Aligning our hearts with the way things actually are. There was an occasion where one of the great disciples of the Buddha named Aniruddha came to speak to Venerable Sariputra, the one of the chief disciples, the one foremost in wisdom. Then Venerable Anuruddha went to Venerable Sariputra and on arrival greeted him courteously. After an exchange of friendly greetings and courtesies, he sat down. As he was sitting there, he said to Venerable Sariputra, by means of the divine eye, Purified, surpassing the human, I see the thousand-fold cosmos. My energy and persistence is aroused and unsluggish. My mindfulness is established and unshaken. My body's calm. And unaroused, my mind is unified, concentrated into samadhi, and yet I still suffer. And we get some of the uh, subtle Buddhist humor here coming when Sariputra, but profound, answers. He says, my friend, to Anuruddha, when the thought occurs to you by means of the divine eye, purified and surpassing the human, I see the thousandfold cosmos, that is related to your conceit. When the thought occurs to you, my energy and persistence is aroused and unsluggish, The mindfulness is established and unshaken. My body is calm and unperturbed. My heart is unified in samadhi. Those thoughts are related to your restlessness. And when the thought occurs to you, and yet I still suffer, that is related to your anxiety. It would be well if abandoning those three qualities, not attending to them, you directed your mind to the deathless, directed your mind to the amata dhamma, amata means undying dhamma, to that quality, that dimension of this experience that's not coming, it's not going. At that point, Anuruddha, his practice was pretty good. <laughs> the thousand-fold cosmos was, he was in such good samadhi that he could see into the subtle forms, 
He had well-established jhana, noticing all the different distant, subtle realms and forms. His mindfulness, he was always right with, he didn't bump into walls because he had forgotten where he was. He was right there. Energy and persistence, not slacking for a moment. And when he said related to your conceit, still to this way of thinking, this is me, this is my divine I, my mindfulness, turn the heart, turn the mind to the deathless. The Buddha once said that the root of endless birth and death is taking conditions to be me and mine. And because they're always changing, if we, no matter how refined, even if we're as as advanced as Anuruddha, there's always another form to see, always a more subtle vibration to try to get to. And it's shifting, changing, becoming otherwise if we're leaning on something which is not really a thing because every sight, every sound, every feeling, every thought vibrating, shifting because of this ah-nicca. And then it's dukkha. It's not able to provide resting place because it's shifting, changing can't satisfy us. The Buddha said when we don't know, understand the suffering that comes from trying to find out who we are by grasping something, he said it's a little bit like cooking sand, hoping to get a tasty meal. You can cook, you can cook, throw some mantras in there. It's sand. We keep squeezing at conditions, wanting them to provide stability. We're asking, as Ajahn Chah would say in his lovely earthy humor, he said it's like going up to a chick, to a duck, and saying, Why aren't you a chicken? Quack, quack, quack is all right. I mean, don't, you could wake people up. Go for it. Cockle doodle doo. Duck's a duck. like polishing a brick. A lot of effort. Wanting to get a mirror. No, I'm busy. (laughs) I'm busy. I'm heading for the perfect reflective heart. You can't polish a brick and get a mirror. Through not really understanding that we're... And Sariputra said, not telling him to trash everything, Turn your mind to the deathless. What is not coming and going? Sounds of this talk are coming and going. Noises of the workers as they're beginning to gear up, coming and going. Resonances of our body and the thoughts we happen to be having, coming and going. 
the stream of the mixture of the sights and sounds and smells and tastes and sensations and perceptions coming and going. What remains? What never moves? What always is, just as it is? The Buddha taught there is this undying true suchness at the core of every moment, which he called the original brightness, the luminous heart. Sometimes he said, A tongue, sun tongue, a tongue, pani tongue, this is peaceful. Speaking here now, he's not talking about some something way over there, with his eyes open, his ears open, a tongue, sun tongue, a tongue, pani tongue, this is peaceful. This is the highest. Yadidang sabha sankara samato. That is to say, the ending of creating things. When we create with our perceptions, this is me, this is mine. We hold. That's a creation. Then when it changes, it's like Leaning on something, I'm tired. We lean on the car out there. And someone drives off and we fall down. We get upset. (sighs) Can't trust cars. (laughs) Then we go lean on something else. And when it shifts, we lean on the bright, clear day. And then it gets cloudy. When there's not grasping and rejecting, not creating the idea of a this, a that, a me, a you, a tongue, sun tongue, a tongue, pani tongue. This is peaceful. This is the highest. The ending, the calming of creations. We're not adding all our creations. Sabu pati pati nisako. The relinquishment of acquisitions. What's that? All these things we think we are me and mine. My accomplishment. I can't see the 10,000 world system, but I was pretty mindful this morning. But I do have that lust problem. (laughs) We won't talk about that. I'm letting go of ice cream pretty nicely. That's not bad, you know. You should have seen me five years ago. Acquisitions, the relinquishment. What's that when we let go? Ajahn Chah was walking on arms round, pointed to a big boulder, and the disciples were with him. This is our teacher. And he said, is that boulder heavy? And they said, yes, it is, Lumpal. Very heavy. And he goes, nah. He said, it's not heavy unless I try to shift it. Let's try to lift it. When we're struggling and shifting, it's heavy, but when we let it be, is it heavy? The painful back, oh gosh, it shouldn't be, you know, I had that treatment. He told me it was done. Shifting, struggling, what happens when we let it be, let go? 
Sabupatipadnisago, the relinquishments of acquisitions. Tanhakayo, the Buddha goes on to say, the, the ending of this craving, this grasping and rejecting. We rado, the what we were doing last night, noticing the ending, the ending, the ending, the fading. As we notice change, we realize there's nothing to grasp. So that's that's we rado, nirodo, the stopping, the cessation of creating things. Nibbanang, it's peaceful. Here, now, always. Turn your mind to the deathless. A We'll be working with this today in a, a skillful means that we, we can use, an analogy, that the very first disciple, when the Buddha gave his first sermon, first discourse on the Four Nobling Truths, what we'll look at in the coming days, one of them, just by hearing the talk, Dhamma eye opened, he touched into Nibbana. His name was Kundanya. He got given the name, the one who knows Kundanya. And if the Buddha saw that, he saw, he got it. And at the end of the discourse, when he said, Kundanya knows, and what did he know? Whatever comes to be, ceases to be. What arises, ceases. Sound of the workman comes, goes. What comes, goes. And he must have seen more than that. Knowing what comes, goes. Leads to that recognition you can't grasp. Leads to the letting go and then tasting. What's been here all along that we don't notice when we're so busy getting there, so busy getting rid of. He tasted this a tongue, sun tongue, a tongue, pani tongue. This is peace here. When he then talked about what helped him, the image that helped him, his discussion of this analogy came in the Sharangama Sutra, a Mahayana discourse. He said the the thought Guest dust helped me. This might help us today. He rose from his seat. He's, He's telling others how he broke through. And he's telling it in front of the Buddha. The Buddha was there. He said, when I was enlightened... I saw the meaning of the word guest dust and I realized the peace, the fruit. It's like a traveler who stops as a guest at a roadside inn, perhaps for the night or perhaps for a meal. When he or she has finished lodging there, he packs the bags and sets out again. He does not remain. The host does not go far away. 
The guest comes and goes, but the host remains. Considering in this way, Kondanya said, the one that does not remain is the guest, the one that remains is the host. Guest, then, means that which comes and goes. It doesn't remain. Or again, when the sky clears up in the bright morning sun with all her resplendence and golden rays streams into the house through a crevice to reveal the particles of dust in the air. The dust dances in the rays of light, but the empty space is motionless. Considering it in this way, what is clear and still is called empty space. The word dust means that which moves. And we notice the movement, the guests, the sounds are guests, the feelings are coming and going in guests, perceptions, thoughts of, I understand the thought, I don't understand what he is talking about. So guest, what remains? The dancing dust in the ray of light. Let it dance. But the space is unperturbed, unmoved, unshaken. And we widen our vision. We're so preoccupied with the forms, like Anuruddha was so busy with the forms, trying to get them more refined, more refined, When Sariputra said, turn your mind to the deathless, let all the sounds, the impressions, the thoughts, the experiences, be just what they are, moving, like dust dancing, travelers moving through. Where's the host? The space. widening our vision, not just noticing the forms, for example, noticing the space around the forms. We're surrounded by infinite space. There's the sounds, oh gosh, the workers, are they going again? Oh, I don't know. Sounds coming and going in this infinite silence. Every sound's arising, moving, and ceasing back into this living silence, aware silence. All of our experience, our thoughts particularly, but everything, is arising, shifting, and dissolving back into this space-like, unmoving presence awareness, heart. So turning the heart to the deathless, one of the ways we do this is begin to notice this changing, ending of sounds. Let every sound be a, carries us, every sound as we notice it return to the ground of listening. This, this practice is sometimes called the Sharangama Samadhi. In the Mahayana, it's called that. It's a samadhi. Sharangama means durable. 
Because it's not leaning on changing things, it's turning the heart to its ground. Let things come and go all that they want to, but we're resting in that place of where all things merge. It's just an analogy, but as space is the form, not so preoccupied with space, widen our vision. And as silence is the sound, noticing the context of every sound keeps dissolving into this ground. As space is the form and silence is the sound, so is awareness to all experience. So as we relax into our posture, it's just a slight shifting. We don't have to throw everything out. Just what we've been practicing. Noticing the body, our posture, being just with how we are, breathing in and out. And we notice The breathing is changing, the sensations are changing. The sounds are changing like that dust dancing. Whatever move we are in doesn't matter. Let it be like the dust dancing, like the traveler moving through. Can we let be? Allow things to come and go and get the feeling for resting in that spaciousness which is our home ground. Skylight. Where every sound and thought keeps dissolving back into. Steadying the attention here but allowing things to just follow their nature, relaxing. With each out-breath, reminding the heart to let go. That phrase, let go, notice it vibrating, it's ungraspable. like bubbles, lightning flashes, like dust dancing. Whatever the thoughts are, they don't disturb the space. Encouraging the heart to put down the boulders, all the carrying with each out-breath, whispering, let be, let go. Open-hearted. The sensations of the body, pleasant or painful, in our open heart are like dust dancing, in the light or 
in the deep sky like galaxies glimmering, shifting. Let it just do what it's doing. Giving attention to every sound, noticing it ending. The ending of the breath. The ending of a thought. The resting into the silent listening. Turn the heart to the deathless, to the unmoving, that stillness. Like space, which is not disturbed by whatever moves through it. from time to time, whispering a question as that question touches the heart, just like the sounds outside dissolving. The question dissolves. Who is practicing? Hold it very lightly from time to time. As that thought dissolves, the attention turns the Searchlight back. Who is struggling? Me, Dumbo. But the me, Dumbo, is another dust dancing, dissolving back into the measureless silence. What remains? as we're listening to that slow thought, that slow question, noticing the question itself, what? We hear the what vibrate and dissolve. Remains. Noticing the thought dancing, and can we notice the unmoving silence? that even at the ending of the thought, we don't have to rearrange all the furniture. How we are is perfect. At the core of every moment, said the Buddha, is free, luminous, peace. So in our own way, either through whispering, let go, as we notice that thought dissolve, encouraging a holding lightly, allowing the dancing dust of phenomenon to move through the space of the heart. Or if we're getting a little dull, a quiet question, what remains? takes us to the same place, to the turning the heart to the principle that is, 
that's still in the midst of movement. Movement in the midst of stillness, unshaken, peaceful. Letting go, every sound, every impression is just as it is, allowing the phenomenon to arise and cease. Widening, deepening our gaze, listening in to that silence, which all sounds continually merge back into. We find ourselves struggling. Oh, I'm not sure if I understand. It's focusing on that doubt, connected to that feeling. It's all right, let it be. Can we sense that strain, that dukkha is also a guest, shifting, dust-like, shimmering, in the spaciousness of awareness. Who is doubting? Just for a moment, who? The attention leaves its preoccupation with the object and notices itself, turning the heart to the deathless. If the heart then answers again, me, you idiot, Me, you idiot. Can we hear that? Especially that intimate voice that seems so much like me. You don't have a hope in hell of learning this, buddy. 
Can we hear that vibrate shift? Whatever the voice is, let it be what it is. So we keep letting it dissolve perfectly into the silence, the dust dancing in the light that doesn't disturb the ever empty, ever pure spaciousness of the luminous heart. Keep returning to letting go, not being frightened of any thought, especially the thoughts that tell us who we are. We can welcome them and recognize that they're guests, dust dancing. When we cling to the guests and want them to be what they can't be, we create birth and death and suffering. When we let go, what was suffering becomes a wonderful existence. Things flow according to their nature. We realize there's no things. Letting go of grasping, realizing the beautiful, empty heart. The emptiness that's not empty, that has room for all conditions to arise and dissolve back into. So it is said by one of our teachers, Master Xunhua, true emptiness does not obstruct Wonderful existence. Wonderful existence does not obstruct true emptiness. True emptiness isn't empty. Wonderful existence doesn't exist. Because true emptiness isn't empty, it is therefore called wonderful existence. Wonderful existence doesn't exist, and so it is called true emptiness. Words. 
this deathless, you could call wonderful existence, because forms appear and dissolve. You can call it true emptiness. We can fight about what we call it. But today, practicing turning the heart to this place where all things merge, all sounds dissolve, all thoughts keep returning to, returning to the root, give ourselves permission to rest, rest in the home ground of, of being aware. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.